Hello and welcome to Carpool College Football Talk. My name is Barrett Salee, recording this while waiting for my 12-year-old to come out and take him to a doctor's appointment. So sitting here at school recording this, don't know how long it'll be because he's supposed to be out here already, so I'm sitting here bored out of my mind. But let's talk about uh, Vandy's third string long snapper, shall Oh, Nick Saban retired. What? Nick Saban retired? When did that happen? Look, I think there's this idea that this came out of the blue. And I said something after the Rose Bowl on CBS Sports HQ that I think at the time shocked some of the hosts, including Chris Hassel, who I love. He was like, what did you say? And honestly, it kind of surprised it came out of my mouth. And I said that it's about 50-50 that Nick Saban retires after that Rose Bowl loss. And the reason I said that is because listening to him on the podium in that press conference, I got the sense that he was content. And the reason I I, I think thought he was content is because of something he said. He said he's more proud of this team than any other team he's coached. And to me... That's just an empty compliment for a lot of coaches, but not Nick Saban. He always preaches the program, the process, getting better each rep, fighting for your job 24-7, 365, all of those things, right? And when he said he was more proud of this team than any other team, I thought to myself, well, why wouldn't he ride off into the sunset right now? Because I think for a lot of us, Riding off into the sunset meant doing so with a national championship. But I don't think Saban thinks that way. I think that he looked at this team, the 2023 Alabama Crimson Tide, and said, damn, that was fun. It wasn't fun in September. But watching this team grow into a college football playoff team was the highlight of his career, maybe. Or at least the highlight of the latter stages of his career after the thought of retiring started creeping into his head, which, to me, I would think that was probably after the 2017 national title game when Alabama beat Georgia on the walk-off overtime touchdown from Tua to Dante, uh, Devontae Smith. So why not ride off into the sunset after coaching a team that you've been most proud of? It makes a ton of sense. So, I, you know, I, I didn't necessarily put that into proper perspective until that moment, that press conference, and the way he sounded and looked after, I think, 10 years ago would have been the most devastating loss. And 10 years ago, he would have been on that podium. He'd have been red-faced. He'd have been angry. He'd been pissed off. He'd have been looking for excuses. And he, and he didn't look like that, which was really cool to me to see somebody who was content in what he built and what he sustained. So now let's talk a little bit about what, where Alabama goes next because obviously the Dan Lanning thing is out there and I, I don't think Dan Lanning would be that much of a risk at all. 
Uh, he's been in the South. He knows how to recruit the South. He's been with Saban. He's been with Kirby Smart. He's done a great job at Oregon building a roster from the inside out along both lines of scrimmage. That's how you win in the SEC. That's how you win at Alabama. Yeah, he's young. He's younger than I am, actually. I'm 43. I don't feel like it, but I am. I don't act like a 43-year-old most of the time. Uh, But he'd be fine. I don't think that Greg Byrne would have any issue going with a guy in Dan Lanning who doesn't have a ton of experience. I saw the Alabama fans chanting anybody but Dabo on social media late Wednesday night. That was disappointing to me because it's really only been two years as the shine has sort of worn off of Dabo Sweeney. Maybe three years. The two DJ starting seasons and then the one Cade club next season. I think the one problem with Dabo, and I think that might be the genesis of some blowback by fans is that he has not embraced NIL and that he has not embraced the transfer portal. Those are two big problems, but if he embraces those things, he can win national championships again at Clemson he can win national championships again at Alabama. He can win national champions again, championships again anywhere. So I do think that Dabo or Dabo's representatives will be approached. And if he's able to answer the NIL question and the transfer portal question in the proper way, he's a shoe-in. It's a no-brainer. The problem is I don't know if Dabo's going to actually do that because... Well, Dabo's a little bit stubborn. I don't know if you guys realize that, but Dabo's a little bit stubborn. Uh, I've I've seen Lane Kiffin thrown around. I don't know if if you know this, but Lane's got a really high opinion of himself. (laughs) It's crazy, right? Breaking news. I think he would jump at the chance to go to Alabama. I think he feels like following a guy who saved his career, because make no bones about it, Nick Saban saved Lane Kiffin's career. Saved Steve Sarkeesian's career, by the way, as well. But picking up where Saban left off in a place that means a lot to him in place of a coach that saved his career is something I think Lane Kiffin would thoroughly enjoy and would be a challenge that he jumps at. Now, if he fails at Alabama, what's the downside? Does the shine wear off? I don't think it would. We know what he's done at Ole Miss. It's been awesome. He's not suddenly going to become a bad coach if he doesn't live up to Nick Saban's expectations. They're Nick Saban's expectations. That's a bar that nobody can reach. So I think Lane's in this. And I've heard Mike Norvell's name mentioned. I Mike Norvell is in a perfect spot at Florida State. Now, I know... The issues around where Florida State goes next, they they exist, obviously. And going to Alabama, going anywhere in the SEC or Big Ten for Mike Norvell, I think would certainly be something he would jump at as long as it's a place where he can contend for a national championship. He would jump at it. If Greg Byrne goes with Mike Norvell, though, I don't think that would be received very well. I don't think they would do that for a variety of reasons. 
But if they want to make that leap, I think he'd do fine there. But I think there are a lot of issues that need to be worked through in order for that to even be a consideration. And I don't think you can work through those over the course of the next 24, 48, 72 hours, which is sort of the time frame I think we're looking at as Alabama looks for its new head coach. All right, got to jam, got to take the uh, 12-year-old to the doctor. But uh, enjoy your Thursday, everybody. Don't think we're going to have as big of a breaking news day as we had on Wednesday. And a reminder, if you want to keep up with this carpool college football talk, these shenanigans that I I do sometimes just because while I'm a dad sitting in carpool line, subscribe on basically anywhere you get your podcast. They go up everywhere now. Have a good one.